whilst I would have liked to have been chopping wood um, this weekend, of course, um, that really isn't really chopping wood, it's really cutting wood up via the use of a chainsaw and all sorts of dangerous things. I've not been able to do so, I've had to compose a, um, a hurry-up, jog-along uh, composition to Norsheen and, and Vacas um, as they occupy a commercial building and they feel that um, um, it would be nice to occupy it without paying any rent or very little rent. So here we have a, a composition that is hoping to jog them along into the real world um, and the real world is that um, if if one doesn't abide by um, a legal agreement, then at some stage you you have to take that in front of the courts. And whilst that's not a horrendous, um, frightening thing for anybody, what is a horrendous is the cost that that will take. Um, it is simply impossible for the average individual to represent themselves effectively and to um, engage a solicitor will cost you um, most likely um, several times what the original claim is. Whether that claim be 10,000 or 30,000, the multiples will be, still be three or four times. Um, the claim will be the extent of the solicitor's fees. Um, and this document sort of goes some way to trying to explain that to people like Norsheen and Vakas who think that they are beyond the law and um, that the law um, won't touch them, they are untouchable. Um, I found that is right to an extent um, unless you face somebody who's prepared to, to actually show them that they're actually not untouchable and once the law does get hold of them um, that their lives do change substantially so this letter is trying to promote to them um, with no uncertain um, holding back um, that that their best option is to take note of me who has lots of experience in these particular cases and almost in every situation has a total rejection by a defendant of reality. So let's see what the detail says, and here we go. Dear Norsheen Akhtar and Vakaz Taki, I write with a formal notice that I have no option other than to commence court action against you as guarantors in relation to 5710 to Road, Northampton. As a substantial rent debt has accrued and no attempt has been made to Pay the compliance notifications sent to Supercars Northampton Limited. We have previously engaged on these matters when I appeared alone in seeing the lease as the controlling document. So what will be the effect of legal action? My experience is the court process and the expectations of the same renders those not able to navigate such will pay more than the claim to a solicitor. With the sum so vast that other court rules deem defending a claim concludes in being no other than a vanity project. I had a recent experience with another tenant who acted similarly. Their deception and arrogance cost them tens of thousands of pounds. Frankly, it could not be seen their solicitor, counsel, or three county court judges had any more respect for the lease 
or the government's property and general laws, than what the tenant had shown. As their solicitor, House Percival and three county court judges totally ignored all lease clauses and multiple laws, to include the PAPCD rules, being the government's pre-action protocol for claims and damages to a commercial building that they'd all sworn on oath to uphold. However, although it could be thought House Percival and judges were just having an off day, or alternatively they were in support of the tenant's position, one didn't have to look too hard to see the reason why House Percival and the judges had simply ignored all UK-associated laws and the government's PAP CD property rules. So can the recipient identify the beneficiary from such misconduct? From the time my tenant engaged House Percival to the claim's conclusion 18 months on, my tenant paid an average of £4,722 per month to House Percival. Like Varkars, my tenant was a strong-willed, know-it-all type whose skills were not so evident. Had I also used a firm of solicitors, the legal liability to conclusion would have been circa £200,000, which is greater than the value of the property. The tenant could have settled for just £12,000, so when I say folk are nonsensical, it's for good reason. Norsheen and Varkars, the reality is, the UK legal process does little other than take money from those with some, us, and give it to those with loads of money, being solicitors and judges. The process is just the catalyst to employ county court judges at £250,000 per annum, who then allow the solicitors to compose court orders that may or may not be legal, but do sustain the solicitor's income stream. It really is of little concern to the associated, as long as the order provides a direction of a sort. In the referred to case, the judge's prescribed action would have led to solicitors receiving circa £10,000 per month for 18 months, being a total of £180,000. In the referred to claim, the tenant could have settled for a one-off payment of £12,000. Norsheen and Varkars, this is the route you have chosen as an alternative to paying the substantially lower sums owed to me that are dictated in the lease that you both agreed to and signed. So that's the background to the dispute costs you may incur, but with immediate effect, you gain a new liability of £1,000 in court filing and hearing fees, or such will be 5-10% to of that claimed. Do note, once the process starts, it will not be stopped without a circa £750 Tomlin order making the claim due on your default. With one rent payment in the last seven months, being from November 2021 to June 2022, it is somewhat evident my actions will be seen by any judge as reasonable. Norsheen and Varkars do accept, whilst we enter an arena where penalties may be given for deception and fraud, judges consider it is reasonable for a solicitor's fee to be £85,000 to defend against a claim of £16,000. Of course in the real world, that in itself, would be an act of fraud, but this is not the real world, it's the UK law process. For the avoidance of doubt, one paying out £85,000 to deflect a claim of £16,000, even if successful, will sustain a loss substantially greater than the claim. A solicitor may not tell you that, but it's a fact. There are claim submission factors, such as on gaining a judgment of over £5,000. A claimant can apply to have a debtor made bankrupt in 18 days. So do understand the severity of this action and what the county court can impose on a debtor. With my recent experience of judges being confused by 
quantified and hypothetical sums, and estimates and quotations, I deem it essential to keep the rent debt separate from the lease non-compliance claim and other non-conformity. Thus I'll issue two claims, one, you will simply need to prove the sums you paid against rent due. Two, a further claim requiring a three-day trial to ensure the judge grasps the requirements of the lease and a landlord's status in the dependencies, which will dispute, a landlord is obliged to provide any free services of any nature to a tenant. The dependencies will include the European Working at Height Directive, the Minimum Wage Act, and the Human Rights Act. So do, swat up, on the same, as. Alternatively, you will pay £10,000 per court day, that's 30k, for your legal team, being two or three folk, to troll through, the 30-page lease, and the claims dependencies. None of this will be explained to you by any solicitor you approach. As a solicitor who isn't going to be complicit in your deception, being a criminal offense, they will advise paying that legitimately owed is not only lawful, but the lowest cost option. As for the avoidance of doubt, the following is expected of a solicitor by the court. A solicitor's status is that they can be trusted to the end of the earth. My experience is, solicitors, can't be trusted, to the end of the day. Not an issue, when facing another, cut of the same cloth, but I am not cut from cloth, and I report all, acts of deception in the UK's courts, to action fraud in London. And I distribute a podcast, Shake the Tree, worldwide, denoting the level of deception in UK courts. You'll not find a solicitor or judge, keen to headline deception, on Spotify, as deception is just a polite term, for perjury and fraud. This is your final warning, if you do not confirm, in writing by post, in 14 days, that the lease is the controlling document, and you will, abide by its terms, and pay the compliance notifications. You will find yourself, promptly, transferring thousands of pounds, of your money, to a solicitor, but that will not, dilute your lease liability. Lease compliance and the acceptance of the compliance notifications is critical. Or the dilapidation process in 2024 will see two surveyors at £300 per hour discuss £20 to £50 per hour works. Concluding in a £1,500 per hour three-day court debate. Such a process can do no other than benefit the surveyors, the solicitors and counsel. TPS will bill you via a compliance notification for the time to assess the rent account. The lease dictates how and when the rent is to be paid by the tenant. It is not for the landlord to chase rent debt or monitor and log each rental input. If you consider the lease or UK law requires a landlord to provide such a service, then the alternative is to pay for court time at £1,500 per hour or to self-promote that the landlord is expected to give up their time, whether that be day or night, to ensure the performance of the tenant in them adhering to the agreed lease. As with my referred to previous tenant encounter, the penny dropped when their solicitor's bill arrived. In that case, it was from House Percival with legal fees of over £85,000. The tenant could have settled at £12,000. Ironically, had I used the judge's prescribed methods and the associated professionals and fees with the corrective renovation works, the total would have been over £220,000. Varkars, this is the world you enter when not heeding the lease terms and the advice of a knowledgeable, capable and moralistic landlord. A world where a judge deems it reasonable to take £150,000 off the public 
to discuss a £50,000 property repair. Sadly it is fact, the judges, have zero concern whether the property, gains a clean, or a coat of paint, or if a workperson, dies or not having the use of the correct working at height equipment. The only interest a judge will have, is that the known associated professionals, of the courts, are correctly, financially rewarded. That may work in your favor, if you have a bottomless pit of money, and you are cool, about passing it over to a solicitor. Personally I prefer that the same money, is spent on more tangible items, such as the corrective works required on the property. So be wary, of a solicitor who promotes they have a lower cost solution, they are deceiving you, as once you doubt my expertise and opinion. The dispute is handed to two experts, who ironically aren't experts in anything, but their combined hourly rate is £300 per hour, which they will charge to discuss meaningless hypothetical sums. Only the ill-advised and the self-rewarding would promote that to engage in such a process will achieve any other than provide an income stream for those wholly incapable of completing a single property repair. My last tenant who got caught up in such combat didn't likely expect a legal bill of multiple times the settlement sum. Unless you think their expectation was to have a £85,000 bill to deflect a £16,000 claim that they could have settled for £12,000. Going forward, only a response via post will gain consideration. This document, Varkas Taki 001, will be published on Spotify under Shake the Tree. Being available worldwide and available to anybody. Such will likely result in the credibility of the named being examined. It is also a record that the named had fair warning of the upcoming action. Kevin Lamin, the composer, can provide substance to that promoted on request. Uh, okay, so that's the that's the uh, the correspondence that uh, Norsheen and Vakas are going to get. For the general um, listener um, to the podcast, um, Norsheen and Vakas's circa debt is 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 twenty thousand pound. Um, and it will be a lot more than that by the time they get to court. Now, £20,000 might sound like a lot of money, but that's not going to pay for the first day's court. That £20,000 won't get the defendant, being Norsheen or Vakas, to court and defended in court for one day. And um, the consequences of, of this not being settled... Uh, a, a day in court will will no way suffice the demands of the situation that they've created by totally ignoring the terms of the lease, um, thinking that we live in a lawless society. Um, if I do nothing else with this case, we'll we'll see whether that's actually right or wrong. Wrong. I would suggest that we don't live in a totally lawless society. I'd say we have laws. It's just um, having enough people who, who are prepared to make the effort to see that they're upheld. Um, that's where I come in. For now, um, I'm going to get off, get this off to them. And uh, no doubt there'll be another podcast um, to update the general listener um, to how the case is going and how the situation is progressing and confirmation of whether we do live in a lawless society or whether tenants do have, actually have an obligation to stick to the lease that they've agreed to. Okay, bye for now. Have a good week.
Letter of the 4th of January 2023, Advisory of Upcoming Court Action to Gain Payment for Landlords 2018 Onwards Notifications, Advising the Tenant of Their Landlord Observed, Lease Non-Compliant Behavior. Norsheen Akhtar, Miss, and Varkaz Taki, Mr., 2 Raynaud Way, Northampton NN28QX. Dear, Norsheen and Varkaz. Further to my exhaustive communication in May 2022, to gain the rent debt, and my brief text via my tablet, on January 4, 2023, I assume you will address the issues I have raised ASAP. Such as example of a need to monitor, and manage your tenancy. But for the avoidance of doubt, I'll confirm the text of the 4th of January 2023. 1. I have only had two payments, July and October, since May 2022. 2. The new rent from December 2022, is £1,814, as per the lease. 3. The sum owed, to include January, is equal to £10,532. 4. Note, the rent should hit my bank account by the first of each month. I further enclose a 2018-2023 notification list, all of which I have previously sent to Supercars Northampton Limited several times via post, some via recorded delivery, and some via email. But not one notification has been paid. I further advise that your lease non-compliance can do no other than increase your occupational costs. I'll summarize, you can pay the £4,084.33 now or provide a schedule to do so. Or you can purchase, circa 15 hours of a solicitor's time. My experience is, legal fees will run to circa, £1,700 per defended item. And currently, there's 40 items on the attached list, so that's circa £68,000, 17 times the £4,084.33. Clearly, compensating a landlord for wasting their time, is not on one's bucket list. But your alternative, to adhering to the lease terms, and to compensate as the lease dictates, is to set aside a budget of £68,000, to pay a solicitor, for your defence. Blatantly denying 40 items, of lease non-compliance, is an act of fraud, as your aim is to pass a loss to the landlord, via perjury. Regardless of perjury and fraud being a criminal offence, it's music to the ears of a solicitor, as they just see the paycheck. Although illegal, UK judges on circa £4,000 a week are oblivious to such skullduggery. Mr John Bateman similarly used deception to defend a money claim against Franklin Silences Limited. Franklin's were advised they could gain legal fees of up to £40,000, but Franklin's final legal bill was in excess of £85,000. That could have risen to £150,000 plus on the claimant engaging a solicitor. However, his honour Judge Murdoch, a county court judge, having teleported from a fantasy world, probably ruled, a commercial property's definitive repair total was based on hypothetical sums that excluded all working at height equipment, materials, and a fixed payment to a plumber of just £15. The ruling was a blatant act of court-side deception by House Percival LLP, council and multiple county court judges who illustrated they would promote, accept and rule on, whatever was best likely to provide them with the greatest benefit. So Varkars and Norsheen, as John Bateman of Franklin Silences Limited, you may have the mindset of a cross-channel immigrant. Thinking UK judges will no more enforce the law, in this case a property lease agreement, than they will cancel Christmas. But whilst time alone will expose what the court will do, 
your legal fees, will mount. My further experience is, solicitors, counsel and county court judges, have little interest in the truth, or upholding the law, in fact I'll go further, they see a lease, an ASTA, and the government's pre-action protocol for claims and damages, related to a commercial property, known as the government PAP CD rules, as obstacles, to their earning potential. The same further have no concept of reality, and will blatantly lie and deceive, regardless of how inept their actions show them to be. To the extent they will reside over a trial, promoting an expert's hypothetical sums, are superior in accuracy, to the quantified sums of a trader. Despite the expert, the infamous deceptive, Diane Anstey of Anstey Associates, Bricksworth in North Ants, saying, one could engage a plumber for £15. Maybe the PM is right, even judges may benefit from more math. Of course I jest, as, his honour Judge Murdoch's ruling, was made for no other reason, than to line the pockets of House Percival LLP, who came close to bankrupting Franklin's, their client. Without doubt, a UK county courtroom, governed by a county court judge, on circa £4,000 a week, is the only place in the UK, where such stupidity and arrogance, would be tolerated. But that is today's world, and how judges use their status to fleece the public. Judges do so, as it enables solicitors to use deception, to generate income. I'll admit, the deception, being perjury and fraud, tolerated and often promoted by defendants, solicitors, counsel and judges, makes attending court, a less than pleasant, or beneficial affair. As judges, bounce a money claim ASAP, if there's not a solicitor involved. Where if a solicitor has been engaged, the judge will steer a money claim into court, come what may, as that's where solicitors and counsel make their money. Whoops I nearly said where the money is earned. But that doesn't sound right, as I've seen judges, issue illegal court orders, simply to gift the defendant, and their high-end solicitor, an edge. Ironically such behavior, leaves questions hanging of our judges, who cost circa £4,000 a week, that's £200,000 a year, yet are seen as unable to grasp UK's property rules and laws, and commonly manipulate definitions in the Oxford Dictionary. The question, do UK judges have an agenda-specific dictionary? Alternatively, are they incompetent? Final option, are they complicit, in court-side perjury and fraud? Astonishingly and conveniently for, judges and highly educated legal professionals, they are no more able to grasp the principle of the either, or, rule, than that their actions have consequences, both being likened to modern schooling's multi-choice questions. Similarly, Hope Wilson, female solicitor, burdened the claimant with, a task deemed by law, a defendant's liability. One won't likely find a worse abuse by a solicitor, of their position. So, incompetence or fraud, a good example of where the either, or, rule, should be applied. Albeit, Hope's action was both, as detailed, and Ms. Wilson, of House Percival, despicable behavior, defrauded the claimant, and her own client. Author's input, Hope Wilson's deception is not in doubt, one may grubble that the judge, who signed an illegal court order, was incompetent at best, a fraudster at worst. But then, another seven judges, ignored all the claimant's representations, to fall in line. Judges have power to decide where the children of separated families live and who is sent to prison. This is a serious document, one of fact, not one of fiction. The travesty is the professionals and judges in ignoring blatant court-side deception by defendants such as John Bateman. Encourage the Miss Hope Wilsons of House Percival LLP to blatantly use that deception. 
to generate income, at a cost to society. John Bateman's deception in the round, his own expert Diane Anstey agreed 52 of 54 lease breaches, detailed by the claimant's expert, were lease breaches. Making JB stupid, blind, or a fraudster. House Percival, Council and 8, Northampton County Court, woke, judges, couldn't see, accepting such evidence, they'd be complicit in fraud. Varkars and Norsheen, such should be understood, by all intending to defend a money claim. That those in the legal process, have a principal focus, being their own income. And encouraging a defendant to commit perjury and fraud, being a criminal offence, is seen to be of no concern to them, or any judge, as evidenced in this document. At this time, there is now to be done, other than pay the notifications. The only conversation to be had, is when and how you intend to pay. So Varkars and Norsheen, does the iniquitous environment, of the county court process, appeal to you? Are you eager to present a case to the court, that you have complied, with the lease? Or if you haven't, will you promote, does it matter, it's only a legal doc, and in this era, nobody expects, to bother with such tedium, such does appear to be your stance. From my standpoint as a commercial landlord, I can't lose. As I will either gain the sum demanded, or it will be further confirmed, the Northampton County Court judges, are useless, as they provide just a perception of justice. I say, they should be enforcing compliance with the law, to include society's legal agreements, instead of using the courts, to defraud the public, via passing the spoils to their mates. Tenants in dispute, have choices. Commit perjury and fraud, via denial. Say, their behavior, did not, breach the lease terms. Albeit, it's unlikely a landlord has fabricated any detail, that's fraud. Or they accept and pay notifications from a landlord. As a judge can likely assess a lease's terms, but will struggle as detailed, in assessing tangible matters, as likely having no practical expertise. I.e., a judge in the London Construction Court ruled, to use cheaper external doors in a property, is okay. As the judge thought, so in his opinion, they looked okay. But the manufacturer, had excluded them for internal use. So the judge's preference was not only irrelevant, their action was also an act of fraud, as they ignored the evidence, passing a loss to the claimant. In summary, a London construction court judge, arrogantly sets aside a door manufacturer's installation terms. Another judge ruled, a 15-meter span, of 38-millimeters high-density chipboard flooring, jammed tight between, two freestanding 6-meter high breeze block walls, being contrary to the provider's instruction, wouldn't be an issue. In 2022, a judge says, working at height work, can be done, without any equipment. The second and third rulings, are so outrageous, they would render the judges, complicit in possible fatalities, if the claimant, defrauded by the judge, adhered to their ruling. There's no doubt, such a ruling could only be made, with an intent to defraud, or with no consideration, of facts known to a 10-year-old, being gravity and expansion. The three rulings, by different judges, in different courts, with different solicitors and counsel, and in different decades. Thus, UK judges are seen to be useless, and corrupt. As all rulings led to a loss to the claimant, that's fraud, a criminal offence by judges. The point, the UK court, is no place for the unexperienced, or unprepared. Thus if the sum is not paid, or agreed to be paid, I'll have to examine any notification response, and act accordingly.
Such will very likely require the engagement of experts, site visits, and experts' reports, which will be costly, for you. Think a minimum of £6,000. This is the moment where I fold, so to speak, and bizarrely side with, and excuse the behavior of the solicitors, counsel and judges, for their deception, to an extent. As it is defendants, who can normally be seen, to be the catalyst for the deception. But it's the solicitors and judges, who understand just how to benefit from a deceptive defendant. The Franklin Silencer's claim, is example, as John Bateman a director, could have settled for the paltry sum of £12,000. Yet was hoodwinked by Hope Wilson of House Percival LLP, Evie Bardon a London barrister and six county court judges. Whom promoted on utilising, the deceptive services of the named, and on committing to a spend of circa £100,000, Franklin Silences Limited, whom JB was a servant of, would be all the better off for it. Of course there was never a possibility, that Franklin's legal obligation would not exceed, the money claim. Yet that is what JB, appeared to believe, one can only assume, that is what House Percival had inferred. Or the reader may promote, the named really thought, that the hypothetical sums of their expert, that did not include materials or working at height equipment, but did include a budget of £15 for a plumber's repair, would be the maximum extent of the property repairs. Notwithstanding the expert's contract of engagement, excluded any possibility, of such an assumption, of course, to any other than the fraudster. The composer of this document, after studying the Franklin Silences Limited, money claim believes, if such had an audible recording, the mentioned, including his honor Judge Murdoch, could be charged, with perjury and fraud. This document should further leave, Norsheen Akhtar, Miss, Varkas Taki, Mr, and any engaged, in their defense. In no doubt, all defense details of this claim, will be published on Spotify, by Shake the Tree. As county court judges are seen as inept, in providing a resolution. As it must be in the public's interest, to know to what extent, the legal profession, from the solicitors, to the judges, when they see financial reward, will accept the use of blatant perjury, that can do no other, than defraud a claimant. Ironically via doing so, the solicitors and judges, will have likely also defrauded the defendant, as in the case of Franklin silences, their legal fees ran to the tune, of tens of thousands of pounds, more than the initial money claim, in any other sector, an act of fraud. Is this really the best, dispute resolution process, the UK government, after 1000 years, can provide for its subjects? Does the reader also wonder? But may I just point to another issue, not so obvious, dispute resolution, is key to creating harmony within society, and a robust commercial environment. Yet, this document, shows, Hope Wilson of House Passival LLP, one of the UK's largest solicitor firms. Evie Bardun, a barrister of the Landmark Chambers London. And as I recall, eight Northampton County Court judges, considered by the public, the pinnacle of trust, are all incapable, of adhering to the UK's property, perjury and fraud laws, which they surely know in detail. Or are they imposters as well as being fraudsters? The author's clarification, the named, ignored at worst, manipulated at best, several evidence-critical Oxford Dictionary definitions. Being hypothetical, quantified, estimated, and definitive. Which asks the question are they, incompetent, or corrupt? Promoting they were neither, would rely on the following being possible. 
being able to engage a plumber for £15 and carry out elevated commercial property repairs without any working at height equipment or compliance of the same and completing property repairs without any of the required materials. And it being reasonable to say, an expert sums, composed via a contract that defined their sums as hypothetical, could be quoted as definitive sums. All impossible, but all promoted, by the incompetent, or as can be seen, the also corrupt Hope Wilson of House Percival. Save Hope admitting, she doesn't understand what a hypothetical sum is. The named also ignored the government's pre-action protocol for claims and damages, in connection with a commercial property, known as the PAP-CD rules. Ironically, issued by the government to, well, do what it says on the tin, reducing ambiguity and fraud via manipulation of process. Yet the named ignored all the rules. That another day, counsel and judges would insist that the PAP-CD rules must be adhered to. So have the judges shown, they are incompetent or corrupt. As there is no third option, it's either or, whether it be a defendant, solicitor, counsel, or a judge. Hope Wilson of House Percival is a different matter, as she has shown herself to be both incompetent and corrupt. In promoting a diminution process, which is reliant on a definitive, total, property repair sum. But Hope Wilson didn't even attempt to acquire the essential data to make the diminution process legal or achievable. The behavior of eight county court judges during the claim referred to was shocking and could be seen to rely on perjury and fraud via deception. The UK at its worst. Being a process analyst, I'm able to explain how they have got to this mindset, but that is for another day. But the current UK legal process could be likened to white water rafting, guided by a certified competent guide, who on leaving shore, dons an opaque blindfold, and passes the only paddle on board, to a random day tripper. Varkars and Norsheen, your lease is specific, in that it provides for the landlord to regain fees and costs, associated in enforcing lease compliance. This document shows the focus of UK solicitors and judges, is their benefit, not the defendant. If you wish to spend £20,000 trying to prove me wrong, the lease doesn't prevent you doing so. I've further shown, the courts and judges, have little interest in evidence, so far as I've shown, regardless of the detail provided, a judge is very likely to totally ignore it all. And once one starts, county court action, it's likely the defendant solicitor will conspire with judges, to close down the claim, and, or, to maximize earnings, via fabricating at worst, or manipulating at best, the UK laws, to suit themselves. The skullduggery by defendants, solicitors and judges, adds cost and stress on all. In defense, tenants have lost their wives, partners, and businesses, not yet, their liberty. But perjury and fraud is a crime punishable by imprisonment, and the police and the CPS can only ignore such, for so long. Norsheen and Varkars, I do advise all, of the risks of using deception, as a defense. Note I'm increasing the pressure, on the police and the CPS, to make an example, of those who rely on deception in their defense. So, what does this document promote? That is simple, acts of deception should not prevail, regardless of the participant, or how determined they are. Sadly in the UK in 2023, such a desire comes at a personal cost, as UK judges, led by solicitors, don't have the same focus. As they follow the money, and the judges will believe, virtually anything a solicitor says, in fact the law, as good as requires them to do so.
With that said, unless you are asleep, you'll get where this is going. UK judges and lawmakers compose rules that allow solicitors to make up UK law on the hoof, i.e. promoting a hypothetical total is equal to a quantified total, and in 2022, one could engage a plumber for £15 and another 52 repair sums, composed by the same QS, being the infamous, deceptive Diane Anstey, of Anstey Associates, can be relied on. They do this to get a fabricated defence into court, where they defraud either or both of the parties. The real travesty is, solicitors, counsel and the judges all say, it's not fraud, it's just business, do take time to read the Perjury and Fraud Act. On doing so, we'll leave one in no doubt, John Bateman, Diane Anstey, Hope Wilson, Evie Bardun and his honour Judge Murdoch, blatantly, solely and severally committed, straddling, court-side deception, to effect a loss on society, in this claim of £120,000. And like the judge, in the London Construction Court, who deemed fitting exterior doors, in a property, is okay as he liked them. He defrauded the claimant of £100,000. His honoured Judge Murdoch, said in the Franklin's claim, no fraud was involved. But said a hypothetical sum, is the same as a quantified sum. I've said it before, you couldn't make it up, and the only media who will report such corruption, is GB News. Have no doubt, this behaviour by the judges, is the root of the demise of the UK. Will such affect Mr and Mrs Average? If you're not a legal professional, and you pay tax, then solicitors, counsel and judges are fleecing you. If you live in the village of Creton, on the A50, close to Northampton, and pay tax, solicitors, counsel and judges intend to fleece you. And the 400 illegal immigrants, likely coming your way. Is due to the behaviour of the same and such will also have you paying higher property tax. If you desire or need healthcare, a GP or dentist, have no doubt, solicitors, counsel and judges won't be there for you or your family. It goes without, I could go on. But have no doubt, solicitors, counsel and judges are as self-centered as a bull's eye on a dartboard. And as far back as 2017, judges gained a 15% wage increase as they were considered underpaid. Each currently cost the taxpayer over £200,000 a year. Other than the white water guide, donning a blindfold. This document does not detail unquantifiable allegations, and whilst difficult to accept such as reality. All detail is accurate, and accessible via public records, naturally a fee is required, circa £1,000. This information, via the Shake the Tree podcast promotes the logic of paying a landlord £30 an hour on their request, against arguing via a solicitor that the landlord should work for nothing, where you will pay a solicitor £300 an hour, plus counsel £600 per hour, and via your taxes, pay a judge £200 per hour, not forgetting your likely loss of expectation being £100 per hour, being the minimum for one who drives a new Porsche 911. That's a combined circa £1,500 per hour, when allowing for paralegals etc. So that's £1,500 per hour, to discuss whether a landlord can be compensated, circa £30 per hour, or should the landlord provide, a Porsche 911 driving tenant, with free services, being also contrary, to what the lease agreement, expects of the landlord. So in preference to adhering to your lease, and compensating the landlord, at £30 an hour for their time, taken to manage your tenancy. You aim to pay circa £1,500 an hour to others, who will promote an opinion, 
that a landlord's time has no value. Whereas the landlord has provided you with a building to run your businesses. And when we live in a world where we have laws that govern the minimum wage, laws that outlaw the exploitation of others and demand equality for all. Is it any wonder the UK is moving towards what is described will be a third world country, which was predicted by the billionaire Bernard Eccleston over one decade ago. And whilst a judge may be cool about appearing complicit in perjury and fraud, along with a legal team, they cannot wholly control legal fees. My experience is a final legal bill will be circa 5.37 times greater than a sum detailed in a money claim. I've yet to attend a money claim hearing where solicitors, counsel or judges follow the evidence or the laws as that would render the defense as a whole to the stockade. Norsheen and Varkar's, the notification sum currently sought is lower than the money claim sum that will be sought if you don't pay the notifications with haste. John Bateman's stance of total denial, promoted via his fabricated evidence, scripted by Hope Wilson their solicitor, cost Franklin Silences Limited. £4,722 every month for 18 months. When the money claim against Franklin's was circa £16,000 and they could have settled for £12,000. Such is the logic from a director of an established UK manufacturing company. May the Lord assist us. Norsheen and Varkars, now you have become the focus of my attention, as your non-compliance with the terms of the lease has become more than a frustration. Do be advised since the shenanigans as detailed above. I have the UK's portal for reporting fraud on speed dial, so to speak. And all acts of perjury and fraud will be reported to action fraud as it occurs. And simultaneously posted on Spotify by Shake the Tree.